Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rama.org.au forward slash media. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of God today and to, to worship the Lord together. I just am so grateful for the worship team and, and um, Anita, what she shared today. Uh, we actually didn't collaborate anything, but everything just dovetails together so nicely in the Lord, and we have something really from, from his heart to your heart today. I want to say happy Mother's Day from my husband. Um, he's in China with our second child up there who has made Shanghai um, her home for the next two years. And um, I got to FaceTime Annalisa last night, and um, she's really happy. She's really happy to have her father there. And uh, she was, she said, oh, Mama, he was out of the room. She said, oh, Mama, I've just been laughing. He is so funny. And, um, you know, he loves that, he, and he thinks he is. <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, but uh, he's raised them on such corny jokes that, uh, when he's away from them, uh, they, they get to craving that just, that just like, oh, jokes. And um, she was so happy he was there. And so um, as, a, as her mother, um, uh, I'm just glad for her father to get to be with her today. He wanted me to be here with you. And uh, he wanted me to be here for the mothers in the house in the, in the church family, our Rhema family today. And um, he's trusting the Lord with us for, for God to touch your hearts today. I'm glad to be here. You know, uh, we, I've got one child in, in America and one in, in China. And, and, uh, but you know, it's amazing what we're going to look at today makes it possible. Uh, what do you say, guys? Should we, we've had it up here. Now we can take it down. Uh, anyway, some people don't, it doesn't even, doesn't phase you. Other people's like, do something about that. And actually, there's a message, and I really need you to hear it, so we're losing the flowers. But don't you think this is so beautiful? Isn't this such a, it's such a girly day. And, uh, and I want to say thank you to all the gals that, that put this together, Judy, no, you're not Judy. You have blonde hair, but you're not Judy. I don't see Judy right now. Judy uh, helped put this together, and other, other uh, gals helped her, and it's just wonderful. Sarah helped yesterday organize a wonderful Ladies' Day. Jasmine uh, gave her part, and it was so nice for the gals to come together and and just look at personality types and see that there's diversity. We're, we're different and um, celebrate, not be afraid of the diversity. And listen to this. I got to thinking about it afterwards. We're not, in, in studying personality types, there's the strengths of each personality type. And then there's even the weaknesses. And sometimes we, we kind of shy away from the weaknesses. But actually, because uh, the scripture's very plain that in our weakness, that's where he's strong, um, that even in the weaknesses of, of our personalities, that we actually have opportunities for, for God to be great. And so we're not, we're, we're not afraid, we're not, uh, we're not uh, cringing about the, the, the weak parts of our personalities. We're just exposing them to God to, to fill them with his grace, and it just is beautiful. So uh, I just wanted to say thanks to all the gals that came yesterday and, and participated. It was just lovely. And then we had this as well, just so beautiful. So it's Mom's Day. And um, for every mother in the house or everybody with a mother's heart, um, God has a word for you today. And because the word of God is as it is the word of God, there'll be something that every man in the house can take home too. So everybody will be able to go home, and I declare in the name of the Lord that we will be able to say it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. Can you agree with me on that? And God knows you're in church today even if your mom doesn't. And, um, and he's got something for us. Praise the Lord. 
Um, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. We're so, so grateful that you're so faithful in giving us what we need for the day and that what you give to us in the day not only helps us today, but by the Holy Spirit, uh, we're able to use that word tomorrow because the Holy Spirit helps remind us of that word. Holy Spirit, I'm trusting you in your ministry to help us to remember what you're giving us today so that we won't be, just be a, a hearer of the word, but to be a doer of it because it's in the doer of it that the that the power of that word is activated and explosive in our life. In Jesus' name, help us to see how we can participate with heaven today in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, I um, had several different titles for today. I ended up with, uh, I started with um, Working Moms and then working with God, working with the Almighty, and ended up with a mother's heart. So, uh, but you're going to see that actually that God does work together with moms. Now, we're, we want to enlarge the, the, uh, the scope of moms and motherhood to be a bit broader than just those that have biologically given birth but also include and honor and celebrate everybody that, that has. Psalms 139 says that we have been knit together, that God knit together our bodies in our mother's womb, all of us. And so God was participating. The mother, mother's womb gave a place for God to do some work. However, that work is done in nine months. But God's work is not done in nine months, and every mom in the house can testify that a mother's work is not done in nine months. In fact, things intensify after those nine months, and there's other work that, that happens. But we're going to look how that mothers can work together with God and actually that the heart, the heart is a place for God to work. Uh, the heart of a mom. And moms uh, then are not just those that biologically give birth to a child, but all those that have a care. And listen to this. As I was praying about this yesterday, um, I felt like he just said that the kindness that he has, the care that he has for people needs to have arms. It needs arms. I mean, it's wonderful that he loves us in heaven. But originally, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, and that son became flesh and dwelt among us. And that love needs flesh. That love needs expression in the earth. And so God's care and God's kindness needs arms. And there are more people than just the biological mothers in here that God has used your arms. God has used your, your words. God has used your eyes. God's used you. God's used your words. And so then that extends to a greater group than those that have actually just given birth. Anybody who has been God's arms, this is for you. Praise the name of the Lord. So uh, I had thought I was going to go a particular direction, but there's a family in our church. Several members of this family are in our church, the McCallan family, and they're um, the mother of that family, the matriarch in that family, is, is 93 years old. And uh, her birthday was just celebrated, oh, just, I don't know, a couple months ago, 93. And um, she is anything but decrepit. She is absolutely full of, of just vim, vigor, and vitality, except for two days ago, she came very near to crossing over the threshold into heaven. And I got a, uh, Tony and I got a text or an email from uh, one of her kids, uh, Desmond, and um, 
and they are in our, in our church family. Uh, he had been up with his mother mo- uh, good, good hours and recorded different things that she was seeing and experiencing as that door was open and, and the reality of heaven and the clarity of God's thoughts were right there. And it was just beautiful. And uh, they gave an invitation to go up to the hospital. And so yesterday, after our time with the ladies here, um, I went up with some friends up to the hospital and um, together with the family, sat around um, Mama Daphne's uh, bed. And um, she, she was, she preached for, while I was there, uh, an hour and 10 minutes and I took notes. And uh, what made this a special visit is in the morning when I first woke up about 4.30 is when I read that email, I felt the Lord tell me that there was something that he wanted to give through her to us. She hasn't gone over, over to home yet. She hasn't crossed over and gone home yet, but there is something eternal that... Uh, she passed on, and uh, I'm trusting him. Can you agree with me that I can just convey those, the, the weight of these glorious and eternal words that can help the way that we live here? And so what I loved about uh, that, those moments around her bed, that hour, hour and ten minutes um, around her, her bed, and she was sharing, is uh, what she was saying was not of a life of regret, or I wish I would have done, I wish I would have done, I wish I could have done, if I had had to do it over, I would have done. It wasn't those kind of words. The words were so full of fulfillment. She had come to this, has come to this great age, and her life and her words uh, aren't just concepts, they are containers of a life lived in God. As a mom, as a grandmom, as a, as a friend, and as a person who has made her heart available for the working of God. We can all do that. And there were some things that she went over, some principles that she went over yesterday that I have in my heart to share uh, this morning, and I, I want your heart to be connected to the Father because this is where this is coming from. And I loved how Anita, in receiving the offering, even the, the giving, it's so easy to give. You know, moms do have, it's one of the, um, it's, it's terminology that we, we use, at least in English, about a mother's instinct. And, um, and, there, and a mother's instinct is, is a very, very strong thing. But today what I'm talking about is beyond mother instinct. This is actually God instinct. And so we're going to, that is facilitated in the heart of a mom. A, a heart of somebody that is, is giving their and is using their arms to express the kindness of God and the nurturing of God in somebody else's life, using their mouth to, to, to uh, convey the heart of God and the words of God to other people. That kind of giving. And so I'd like us to look at something today. If you'll go into Matthew, the sixth chapter, Jesus is talking, and he is, he's talking about, about worry, actually. In, in the, the verses prior to verse 33, he's talking about uh, don't, don't take thoughts of, of, of worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. Don't, don't take those worry thoughts. He gives an option to worry in verse 33. This is a classic Christian verse, all right? If you've been walking with the Lord for a bit of time, this would be one that you would have heard of and know and maybe even be able to quote. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. The key two words that we want you to look at in this is seek first. Can we say those words? 
One more time so we can really get it. Seek first. first. Now, in sitting there beside uh, Mama Daphne last night or yesterday afternoon, this was her message. She said, there is a wonderful thing that must happen every day, every day, and that is first fruits of our life to God, first fruits. What does that mean? Well, let me just uh, connect it with that Bible terminology, first fruits, from Leviticus 23. If you look at this, it says this, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, when you come into the land that I give to you and reap its harvest, then you will bring a sheaf of the first fruits. There's that terminology right there. Of your harvest to the priest. It goes on to say that then the priest will wave those first fruits as an offering to the Lord. Well, what happened in first fruits and why God asked for this the first fruit of, a, of the harvest coming in. It wasn't the whole harvest. It was just the beginnings of, of, this, of, of a harvest of what had been planted before that was to be brought to the priest. It wasn't to be consumed. It was to be brought to the priest. And what would happen is this. It would activate a promise of God that the first fruits in being brought to the Lord would guarantee a blessing upon, listen to this guys, the whole harvest. The whole harvest would be blessed if you'd bring this first fruit to the Lord. Well, then and of course, you know, this, this has to do then with our finances and, and as we've already received, received um, tithes and offerings and all that's observed within giving. But you know, uh, it, it's more than just giving of our finances. Definitely includes our finances and the increase that comes in financially. But what uh, Mama Daphne was talking about was not just finances. She was talking about offering your body to him First thing, listen to this, every day. Every day. The first use of your eyes, not to be the TV. First use of your eyes, not your device, your mobile device to see who has left a message overnight to you. Sometimes that happens even before you even open your eyes. You start feeling for your phone. <laughs> and put it there. The, the first use of our eyes, not to go what some, to what somebody else is messaging to you, but what your Father God is messaging to you. Do you believe that God can talk to you every day? And that when you open your eyes, that your first fruit of your eyes be clapped upon his word. That the first fruit of what goes in your ears is, is, is not music or is not, is not the radio or is not the news telling what horrible thing has happened while you were sleeping. That's not the first use of your ears. The first use of your ears is to be used in hearing his voice, hearing your voice praise him. And then the first fruit of your, of your, of your voice, not giving, saying anything to anybody else, but actually offering your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable first fruit. You give God first fruit of you. And you get blessing on the whole day. Amen. Because in that divine connection with that living God, everything that is in him for you, but not just for you, because there's more of God than, than your body could ever contain. That connection between him and you, there it, he flows into you. And he goes into all the issues of your life. 
all the issues of your life and everything connected to you. Mama Daphne said it this way. She said, your life literally becomes an irrigation system. If you're not connected to the water coming in, then the areas of your life are deprived of water. And as a mom, you and I know that even if his water is not coming in, you still have to give. You still have to be saying, do this and do that. And, you, and people are taking, 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 and needing and needing and needing and needing and needing and needing. And when you get, off, get home from work, it doesn't mean that you ever rest. You know you never rest. You still give, you give, you give, you give. But you know what? If you're connected to a perpetual fountain, and we're going to talk about that today, there is no end to the supply that you can give to other people because it's not about you. No, it's not about you. <laughs> Amen. It's all about him, and you have to be connected to him. And he's got enough for everybody. You think about when he multiplied the loaves and the fishes. He didn't just, he didn't just meet out, okay, one for you, one for you, one for you. Ah, you took two. Give it back. He wasn't like that. Everybody had plenty and there was leftover. If you're giving yourself as first fruits to the Lord, there will be plenty. Plenty, because it isn't about you. It's about being connected to him and what flows and what can come through you. So we're going to look at four words today that, that speak of this. And the four words are prevailing, persevering, persistent, and perpetual. These are qualities and characteristics of God. He never ends. He never comes. He's an ever-living fountain. He's always giving, always, always there. And, uh, but anyway, we're, we're going to look at these four qualities in the heart of a mother that is connected with God. All right? So, and when we're talking about mother, we're talking about people who have offered their arms as... as um, living love to people in their lives. The first one we're going to look at is prevailing. And this word prevailing in the dictionary, I'm just going to give you a dictionary definition, is having superior power or influence. Effectual. We'll look at the word of God as an example. And to do that, we'll look into the trial of Jesus before Pontius Pilate and King Herod. Now we're going to look at we're going to look at prevailing in the negative sense to get the power of it, okay? Because it's demonstrated here in Jesus's trial. It was in the negative sense, but but it still demonstrates it powerfully. And so, if you go to Luke the twenty-third chapter, we'll look at this example. So Pilate said to the chief priests in the crowd, "I find no fault in him." Now, he is the governor. That should have been the end of the matter. That's it. I find no fault in him. Everybody goes home. Jesus goes home. Of course, we know it was the plan of God that Jesus did die. But I want you to see, the. we, uh, we want to look what, about prevailing influence here. Pilate's word. I find no fault with him. That should have been it. But look, look at the next verse. But they were more fierce. Say more fierce. Because we're talking about, we're talking about prevailing here. Uh, they were more fierce saying, he stirs up the people teaching throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee to this place. And, uh, and then take it to the next verse, uh, verse 10. The chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him because Pilate wasn't given in. And so they just got more prevailing. They got more diligent with their accusations, vehemently accused him. Let's look at verse 18. 
or 14, next one. You have brought, uh, brought this man to me as one who misleads the people, and indeed, having examined him in your presence, I have found Pilate saying now again the second time, I don't find any fault in him. That should have been it. I find no fault in him concerning those things that you accuse him. But was that it? No. Look at the next verse up here, verse 18. It says, no, and neither did Herod. Not only did, did Pontius Pilate, the governor, say that Jesus was not guilty, but also King Herod didn't find any guilt in him either. Neither did Herod, for I sent him back to him, and indeed nothing deserving of death has been done by him, okay? Again, Jesus is acquitted. That should have been it. But now I want you to look. And they all cried out at once, saying, Away with this man, release to us Barabbas. And finally, verse 23, look at this. But they were, look at that, insistent. Insistent. Demanding with loud voices that he be crucified. And the voices of these men and the chief priests, here's your word, prevailed. I tell you what prevails. I tell you what prevails. It's the voice that will not shut up. All right? So we're going to look at, at another word. I tell you what, sometimes, sometimes difficult situations will get you to make you feel like, you know, I've already prayed and nothing's changed and so we shut up. Why the voices of the people prevailed is because even though there was something to contradict him, they became more vehement, they became more insistent, and they became more determined that what they wanted will come to pass. Persistent is what we're going to look at, persevering and perpetual. Let's look at the next verse, persistent. Persistent means, or persevering, excuse me, persevering means to persist in anything undertaining, uh, undertaken, maintain a purpose in spite of difficulty, obstacles, or discouragement, continue steadfastly to persist in speech, interrogation, argument, insist. All right, now we're going to look at to the Word of God uh, to give us an example of that. And um, Matthew, the 15th chapter, where we have been here on Sunday mornings with our, our uh, series on healing, um, we have been looking at the, the woman who came to receive healing for her daughter. And um, we call it the, the story that has to do with the children's bread, healing being the children's bread. We're going to look into that same story right now to, to, see, uh, to see this quality of persevering. Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Zidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. So this woman is crying out for help. Look at what happens. But he answered her not a word. Well, there'd be some people who'd go, Well, that was a little awkward and embarrassing. I'll go home. If she would have been like that, this story wouldn't be in the Bible. She wasn't like that. Instead, it even got worse because his disciples came and urged him, saying, send her away for she cries after us. And in the Greek, it has the connotation that she's yelling after them. So she's really, it seems obnoxious to other people around her. Okay, next verse. But he answered and said, all right, oh, no, it wasn't. It, he didn't just say all right next. Look at this. He said, I wasn't sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, what you have to see is that this was not uh, uh, turning a cold shoulder. Or he, wasn't, he wasn't being unkind. Where What he was being was focused on the will of the Father. His earth ministry, got to keep this straight, his earth ministry 
for those three years was to the house of Israel. His work at the end of those three years was the work of the cross, which goes to everybody. But his earth ministry was to Israel. So he had to keep focused on his, on his, his, uh, his assignment. So he's not just, you know, going all over the place and then not ending up fulfilling his mission. He's got to do what he's called to do. He said, I, I wasn't sent to people outside of Israel. So did she go home? Say, oh, sorry to bother you. It's an embarrassing thing. No, then she came, she worshiped him. This makes it sound as though she didn't even pay attention to what he said. She's not, uh, uh, she's not a Jew. She's not from Israel. She's a Syrophoenician. She came and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me, as though she never heard. I tell you, that is a quality of a woman. <laughs> if you say no, it never means no. It just means maybe not right now, but we will find a way. <laughs> you say, that is very not so positive. Well, I tell you what, God hardwired women with this wonderful persistence. Praise God. It can be bent crooked, but God uses it positive. He put it there. She said, Lord, help me. Next verse. He answered and said, it's not good to take the children's bed. And this is where, where our, um, our series in healing is coming from. This verse of scripture. He answered and said, it's not good to take the children's bread, which is healing, going to the Israel, uh, to the Jewish people, and throw it to little dogs. That means non-Jewish people. All right, but as Tony's already indicated, now that since Jesus has come, we've become the children of God, and healing is our bread. Aren't you glad that healing is our bread? It belongs to all the kids. Okay, so, but notice what she said. That didn't even put her off. That didn't put her off. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Keep going. Jesus answered and said to her, you are a nag. No, he didn't say that. Look what he said to her. He said, oh woman, great is your faith. Great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. If she had not, if she had not been prevailing, if she had not been persevering, this story would not be in the Bible. So there can be obstacle, there can be difficulty, there can be, uh, there can seem like it can, it's not going, it's not budging, it's not moving forward. But this quality of faith does not bend to that, it latches on and won't let go. All right? Persistent, let's look at persistent. Because there's these wonderful four P words that are qualities of a mother's heart or a heart that God can work through. Persistent, continuing firmly, and look at this even, obstinately. Mm. And in, uh, in, uh, in whatever that word is, in an onion. <laughs> Uh, or, of course, uh, uh, opinion. It's opinion. It's opinion. Obstinately, in an opinion or course of action. Uh, yeah, oh, I love you guys. Hey, let's give these guys a, a hand up there. They are so amazing. They do such a good job for all of us to be able to enjoy the word. Oh, we love our production team. Indeed. All right. Or a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition, continuing to exist, and look at this, occur over an extended period of time. Sometimes people can have a persistence for five minutes. Some people can have a, a persistence for a day. Some people can have a persistence for a week or a month 
there is something that comes out of this amazing connection with God because he's the most persistent of all that when we give ourselves as first fruits to him comes through us and enables us that time is no longer an enemy you just think tick tock tick tock it, it makes no difference at all makes no difference at all I am not bending I am not changing my mind I am not letting go of what I know is promised to me alright so Let's look at an example of that, and that is in Luke, the 18th chapter, and verse 1. And it says here, he spoke a parable to them that men ought always to pray, or always ought to pray, and not lose heart, not give up, one translation says. Always to pray. So uh, then he goes, he plunges into a, a parable about a woman who goes to a judge to look for um, justice. And, um, and so uh, I, he comments then on this in verse, we're going to look at verse 6. The Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. So we're going to go back to this parable and see what the unjust judge said because Jesus said, pay attention to what the unjust judge said. Let's go back and look. This widow that had come to him looking for justice, it says, because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her. Lest by, look at this next phrase, her continual coming. Can you say continual coming? Continual coming. We're talking about persistent here. Her continual coming, she weary me. Next verse. And shall not God avenge his own elect who cry to him day and night, though he bears long with them? So this is just a natural judge. He said, this woman, she, I will answer her because her continual coming to me. God, Jesus contrasts it and he says, and shall not God avenge his own elect who cry to him, uh, cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with him? Look at the next verse. This is so powerful. He said, I tell you, he will avenge him speedily. Nevertheless, look at this last phrase. When the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith? Okay, twice here in the words of Jesus. Jesus interprets persistence and perser uh, uh, this prevailing thing as faith what what isn't necessarily faith is is you know maybe framing a verse of scripture and putting it just on the wall that's good for starters maybe but that promise of God you have to identify, that's mine. That's mine about my kids. That is mine about my, this person that I love. That is mine about this generation. That is mine. If God didn't mean for it to happen, he ought not to have said it. And does God get offended with that kind of persistence? I tell you what, from the Bible here, Jesus likes it. He goes, ooh, this is faith. I like it. Why? Because he can work with it. People that throw up the towel, throw it in, give it up. Oh, I guess this isn't for me. I don't know why these things don't work for me. I, you know, I tried this. I, you know, I thought that, but da-da-da-da-da. That kind of thing. He can't work with that. But he can work with somebody that lays hold on him, lays hold on him, lays hold on his word and will not let go. And it doesn't matter how long it takes or the obstacles that come in between, we're having the will of God. <laughs> that kind of an attitude. Does he not like it? He loves it. There's something about that attitude that activates God. All right, let's, let's look on. Let's look at the next one. 
Will he find faith in the earth? Well, let me, let's go back to that one. Can you look at that? Will he find faith in the earth? Let me ask you, will he find faith here in Brisbane like this? Yes. yes. Will he find faith in your family like this? Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's go on to perpetual. So there was prevailing, persevering, persistent, and now there's perpetual. Let's look at perpetual. Continue to endure forever. <laughs> forever. How long can you stand on a promise? Forever. Why? Because you're so strong. You're just so determined. No, we're going to look at how that first fruits and giving yourself to God actually enables you to stand forever. All right, so continuing to endure forever, everlasting. Lasting an indefinitely long time, perpetual, as in perpetual snow. Um, continuing or continued without intermission or interruption, ceaseless. And then the last one here is blooming almost continuously throughout the season. Wouldn't you like your life and your family's life and the life of this generation to bloom ceaselessly? Uh, let's, make, let's make a hearty amen on that. Can we do? Amen. amen. Thank you. And that's still a little half-hearted. Put some heat to it. Amen. 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 We're, having, we're having God's purposes and his will. So let's look at this example in John the 7th chapter. Now, John the 7th chapter in verse 37, I'm going to go back to um, a dear Mama Daphne, and uh, I was talking to her one time uh, when she was at spring chicken of 92. <laughs> and we were talking about prayer. And she shared with me this verse of scripture. I think she was 91, actually, when she shared this with me. Uh, about this kind of prayer. And um, this perpetual type of prayer. Can you just say that word Perpetual. I love that, perpetual. How do you do that? How do you do that? Well, you just, you just buckle up and, you know, it's a Christian duty. You just need to do it. I tell you, the best can't hang on that long. You just... You're going to wear out, and the devil will make sure that you, you loosen, you let go of the promise of God. But there is a way to absolutely be perpetual in prayer. We're going to look at it here in John 7th chapter, in verse 37. It says, on that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come. First fruits is a good opportunity. First thing in the morning, let him come to me and tell me what to do and pray and go through your prayer requests. Go through all the things that you want me to do. Pray for your, start with every member of the family. And pray. That's not what it says. Come to me and do what? Drink. Drink. Take in. Take in. Come to me and drink. Verse 38. He who believes on me, and that believe is just a little bit, is way stronger than just, you know, I believe in God. No, it's, it is a, an aware, awareness and a conscious connection and a receiving of the infusion of what God is. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, Listen to this. This isn't just written in the scripture. I'm adding this to it. Out of his heart, the person who, who is praying will flow what has flowed out of the Father's heart. You connect to Father's heart, and what's out of his heart will start flowing through your heart. You may not be perpetual. You're human. He is perpetual. And instead of being the prayer, ooh, I gotta pray, I gotta pray, I gotta pray harder. Let me tell you what, what happens. Remember Matthew 6, 33? Jesus said, don't worry. But in, instead of worry, seek first the kingdom of God. 
If you're talking about prayer, uh, seeking, seeking the Lord first through prayer, I have prayed before and actually worried in prayer. Anybody in here want to join me? I mean, you worried in prayer. It was an opportunity while you're thinking of everything that needed prayer, you get to thinking about it, and by the time you're done praying, you're exhausted. A little sad because the prayer has actually given you opportunity to think about everything that is wrong and needs fixed. You're absolutely squashed after you get done praying. And people say, what were you doing? You go, it's praying. Pray for me. I've been, I was just praying. Well, prayer like that is not praying right. It's not this kind that Mama Daphne was talking about. It's not this connection or giving yourself as first fruits to him. Because this kind of prayer infuses you with everything that's in God for everything that concerns you. And instead of you being the prayer, you actually facilitate prayer. The will of God starts coming through you. Ooh. And a riverbed can, without exhaustion, the river can flow over that riverbed and you just accommodate it. Day and night. <laughs> There's no exhaustion in that. If you're getting exhausted in prayer, if you're getting exhausted in your persistence or in your whatever, run to John, the seventh chapter, because you're thirsty, and drink of him. Drink of him about your kids. Drink of him concerning your marriage. Drink of him concerning your, your, your future. Drink of him concerning all the issues of your life. Drink of him. It infuses you with life. Yesterday when she was talking about this, this wonderful, she said the only way that you can do this kind, this kind of prayer is in constant communion with him because what's in him comes to you. You're not wringing it out of him. I'm persistent, so I'm having to wring it out of God. I've got to convince you to, no, 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 no. It's not that at all. It is a, con a constant connection so that whatever is necessary to bring his will to pass can come through you and there won't be a break in that connection. Day by day, you get the influence of God to the people that you love and that he loves through you. Now, let me just give you a couple practical things. The epistle prayers, she made mention of this and I know it to be true. The epistle prayers, if you don't know what those are, uh, you know, anybody that is um, helping at the welcome uh, counter in the back or up in the front here, there'll be a, a ministry team that can help you to know where those epistle prayers, um, they're prayers that are already written in the Bible. Those prayers are great receiving prayers. You, you're knowing exactly what it is that you're asking of of the Lord. It is so powerful and she was saying she prays those prayers for for her children every day praise the Lord my mama does too my mama texted me this morning my mama is my mama <laughs> she's so pretty and she's so mean to the devil <laughs> I tell you what you'd almost feel sorry for the devil <laughs> if he wasn't so horrible He's got what he's got coming to him, but boy, I'm telling you, my mom for her kids and her grandkids and her great-grandkids, oh, she is in the throne room every day about it. But because there is such an infusion of God that comes through time with him, her prayers don't, are not just limited to her children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. They go wide. They water all kinds of people. I see in my heart, there's hearts in here, in this room, that are to be conduits and channels of life. 
that through your life, not just one or two people can be blessed, but if you'll drink this infusion of life, many people, rivers of living water can come through your life, will come through your life. Jesus said it. Praise God. She said, pray those epistle prayers. I found this to be so just as she was saying. She was saying, when you pray, the, the Holy Spirit activates Bible verses and promises that you know. And you, you hit those, those, that Holy Spirit river flows through those promises. And instead of them just being on page, they become living word. Then she gave another Another thing that happens when you drink of that living water and that giving yourself as first fruits to the Lord, and that is praying in the Holy Spirit. I can only just tell you, well, I'll, I'll use, use her example. When she talked about praying in the Holy Spirit, her eyes just lit. Why? Praying in the Holy Spirit gives you the ability to pray beyond your brain. Pray beyond the problem. Pray beyond even your conscious acknowledgement of the answer. It, it enables you to draw God's life, direction, information, help, all that's necessary to bring that promise to pass, you drink it when you pray in other tongues. It's one of the greatest blessings. One of the greatest blessings. I want to give you an opportunity in just a moment here, if the, the worship team will come. I want to give you an opportunity. If you have never been filled with the Holy Spirit, this morning a, a couple people were filled with the Holy Spirit. And um, on Mother's Day, a mother received Jesus as her Lord. And wouldn't that be a great gift on a Mother's Day? <laughs> Eternal life. You know, it's one thing a flower, uh, beautiful flowers. I'm all for flowers. I love flowers. They, they tend to die. And, uh, but the gift of eternal life is the best thing. Wow. And, uh, but anyway, she received eternal life. Friday, a couple people did. It's just, it, there's an opportunity this morning to receive something that nobody can give you, no friend can give you, your mates, your best mates can't give you, uh, shopping can't give you, your job can't give to you, you can't, you can't buy it with money, you can't earn it with good works. The only way you can come is receive it from God. Receive Jesus, His only Son, as your Savior. I want to give you that opportunity. Give people an opportunity to be filled with the Holy Spirit because that gift also comes. You can't buy it at David Jones. You can't, you can't get it at Myers. You can't get it at Eagle Street Mall. You can't get it at any, any other place. You can only get it from Him. But it's life baptism of the Holy Spirit. I also want to give opportunity for anybody that may be here and you've gotten confused or distracted or pulled to other influences and, and you're looking, you've been looking to something other than Jesus. You've asked him at the time to come into your heart and he, he did and he loves you but, but it's, it seems like you've gone away in your consciousness and your devotion from him today he's saying come to me come to me I want to give you an opportunity to do that this morning if you'll bow your heads and close your eyes I'm going to pray a prayer dear heavenly father I pray for every person here even though I don't know every person here and I certainly don't know everybody's heart you do and you know everyone that has asked you to come into their life. But I pray for anybody here this morning who has not yet asked you. Even though you're standing at the door and knocking, they have not yet asked you to come into their heart 
Today is that day. They're not to wait for another day. Today is planned by you. And so I pray for them. Father, I also pray for that other group of people that have gotten distracted or have gotten pulled into other things and it seems like they've lost track of you. You're not mad at them today. You want them to come home. I also pray, Father, for a third group of people, and that is anybody here that has not yet been filled with the Holy Spirit, that blessed gift that comes from Jesus Christ himself, that fills us with the person of the Holy Spirit and enables us to be strong witnesses and to also to pray beyond our, our consciousness and on our, our, our own ability in an other tongue and another language in Jesus' name. I thank you that, that that is another one of your gifts that you want to give on this beautiful Mother's Day. Not just to mothers, but to anybody who wants it. In Jesus' name. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if I've just prayed for you, you need to ask Jesus into your heart today need to make the Lord, him the Lord of your life. You need to come back home. Join that other, that mom today that did that. Her name was Karen. She cried after she did it. She's so, so happy. Even though there were tears coming down her face, her face was just glowing. Changed her life. Jesus changed her life. Or if you need to come home, or if you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I'd like you right now to raise your hand anywhere in this room and say, please pray for me. Please pray for me. Raise up your hand anywhere in this. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand, sir. You can put it down. Thank you. Anywhere else, lift up your hand and say, yep, I see you. Pray for me. Anywhere else, I'm waiting for you. If there's a tug in your heart, that's because God is just tugging on your your heart today. Knocking on your heart. He's saying, yeah, I want you. I'm going to wait for just a minute. Slip up your hand and say, please, Patsy, include me in on that prayer. Wait for just a moment. Raise your hand high enough for me to see it. Patsy, please pray for me. Okay, guys, if you can open your eyes and look at me, the two guys that, you know, right after this service, we're going to sing a song, and then right up here in the front, I'm going to be up here in the front, and then we've got a ministry team. Could you please join me right here in the front? And I, I, I want to do what I said I'd do. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. Praise the Lord. If you didn't raise your hand, but you're thinking, ah, I wish I would have. Um, come. Come. I tell you another thing. If, if you don't know where those epistle prayers are, our ministry team can help you find those. If, 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 you, if you need help where prayer is concerned, mm, we can help you with that. We also, I feel, I feel just to, to let you know, if this is spoken to your heart, you want to be perpetual, persistent, persevering. Uh, if, if you want to, if you want to persevere in prayer, and you want to to hook up with some others that are doing the same thing, and we have we have prayer groups that are really multiplying. Prayer is spreading. It's just wonderful, it, and prayer makes prayer. And woo, things happen when people pray, and things change. Uh, go to the to the hub and. There's a, a form there that you can fill out. You can register say, I want to get involved in a prayer group. I want to pray. And, but you can also pray. I tell you, I pray in prayer groups through the week. I do. But I can tell you personally, not as a minister, just in my pajamas. First thing in the morning, I'm very conscious that my first steps belong to him. My first words belong to Him. My, the use of my eyes and the use of my ears belong to Him. I want to encourage you. Look forward to tomorrow morning. Don't dread the mornings. 
And if your day starts early and the demands of the day start early, get up before those demands and get the supply for those demands. Because there is a full supply every day of our life. I tell you, you'll leave your your bedroom every morning full of the life of God. And it's not just because you have a nice personality. It's because you've drank of of a living water that is perpetual. Praise the name of the Lord. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.